Hi, welcome to Here We Are Denmark podcast. I am happy to introduce today's guest. Her name is Nisha, and she's a Danish career coach who uses her skills to help international female professionals upgrade their career and also find their place within the job market here in Denmark. She's the founder of Career Club DK, and today we'll be learning more about her personally and also about the work that she does. Let's welcome her. Hi, Nisha. How are you doing today? Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm also very excited to have you in the podcast and learn more about yourself and also, you know, what you do here. I've been very inspired by the work that I've seen, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and also LinkedIn. Um, when it comes to, you know, helping other professionals, other females find a way to get the job that they, they want in, in this country, because it's a little bit tough when you are not from here. And maybe we are from here too. So that's what we're going to learn today. But before we get to that, I really want to know more about you. So tell me, who's Nisha? Well, yeah, who am I? First of all, <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for for what you do as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing what you do and uh, what sharing inspiration, role models, and um, and really uh, unite uh, and inspire women here in Denmark. I think it's a beautiful work you do. So congratulations with that also. Thank you. Thank you are welcome. Um, but yes, I, who am I? I'm a Dane. Uh, I live in Nørrebro and um, I'm, a, as, as you said, I'm a career coach helping internationals and Danes sometimes mm -hmm. um, making it and finding their perfect spot in the Danish job market and the Danish culture because the work culture is also a bit different um, and it's, it's important to know and to um, benefit from it when you know it. So, so that's what I do for a living. And then I'm a founder of um, Career Club TK and a network of uh, right now 1,600 international minded career women. So I'm very proud of that. I do with uh, my amazing advisory board. Um, so yeah, but besides that, I, um, I do coaching as a one-to-one -one and I have some uh, new courses coming up. So that's uh, what I do for a living, mm -hmm. who I am. I am... A Dane, I am a dog mom of two, <laughs> and uh, oh, nice. yeah, very sweet. My oldest one, I had her since uh, high school, so uh, so she's an old girl on 16 years. What's her name? <laughs> Passing everybody around. Her name is Mokwai, like the Gremlins, because she's not a pretty dog, but she's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> She's very cute. And um, the gremlins and then, is that from yeah. like that movie where um, these little things, if they get wet, they exactly. multiply. That's, the breed is a called picture. a mogwai. So uh, yeah, oh you can totally. I have her in my Instagram as well, because <laughs> uh, um, yeah, she's a star, but not a pretty one. So so that's my job. I'm um, <laughs> I, I love to uh, go out and eat, and uh, not mm -hmm. only because I'm a horrible cook, but also because I just love to hygge and to be out um, and you know just um, feeling the the vibe of the street and the nightlife and the restaurant. So that's what and, I do. Yeah, and have you always lived in Copenhagen? Yeah, yes. I have actually always. Uh, even went to school down here at the Nørrebrogade, mm -hmm. like a catholic school with nuns and <laughs> my parents moved to Vidor uh, to a house uh, when I was younger but I wasn't a big fan of this smaller city life so I quickly actually moved uh, I found a boyfriend and moved back <laughs> very quickly to the city center 
uh, that I love to be, and especially here in Nørrebro with all those uh, different nationalities, different mm. cultures, and weirdos on the street <laughs> with the really um, questionable fashion. But I really love the uniqueness of Nørrebro. And um, before founding uh, Career Club DK, can you share a little bit about your experience, your uh, career background before deciding to, you know, be an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, totally. I well, I um, as you said in the start, it is hard in the Danish job market, and not only for international. I had a rough time too, but I also had a fun time. Um, I um, worked my way up. I always thought about going back to the university, but then I got mm -hmm. promoted and I, I got, you know, almost caught up in the game of career. And I actually quickly um, raced uh, to um, to a hiring man to be a hiring manager mm -hmm. or a, a center manager for um, for the company I was working at, an international American company. And mm -hmm. so I had like six positions within that um, until I got fired and then I had to go and uh, and the exact it was actually it was a man who fired me and uh, I was a bit fearless that back then I was like yeah yeah you will uh, say I'm sorry very soon so um, I went out there and I actually uh, got in touch with some investors and I started just my own uh, competing uh, office hotel for the ones I got fired from and as I knew there was a mm -hmm. huge um, like crisis meeting about oh who's talking to Nisha she's stealing her customers be aware of her so it was yeah. the perfect revenge. <laughs> and how many years were you working uh, at that place? I don't know if you can say the name. No, I can. It was called uh, Regus Business Centers, uh, and I actually uh, enjoyed it there. I, I was there for almost seven years, okay. and I started uh, as a receptionist, and then I went to be um, a senior to the reception, like a reception manager. And uh, after a few years, I then got uh, my own center as a manager. And I then moved, uh, I think I, I ended up with having four centers or something um, in the end. So it was very, very interesting to uh, not only because to, to be in a service hotel, like a business hotel, it's just the, the chain and, and being a mentor for your team and really getting a, a workday going. That was amazing. But also because there are so many companies living in these office hotels or oh, not living, but they work there and they come yeah. there every day. So, um, so we kind of um, got to know, or I got kind of got to know people from um, all industries and all kind of uh, titles and level of positions there, which have done because I ended up being in seven of those centers in Denmark. So it has made my uh, network pretty big uh, when it comes yeah. to different industries in Denmark. Right. And there's also so many skills that you get to develop by yeah. having, you know, that kind of job, right? Just, not just communications, but also managing and uh, delegating and you yeah. know, keeping strong relationships with, you know, different stakeholders. So it sounds like a very fun that. and fulfilling kind of career too. It was very fun. And, and when I then started my own with the investors, I had like the experience from uh, Regus mm -hmm. and all I learned from them, but then complete freedom to do whatever I wanted. So I made the logo uh, myself uh, with the partner and I um, I even hired my mom in the reception, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Everybody loved her. She was like the mom of the whole business hotel. So we had uh, some pretty good uh, years out there until the investors had to sell it. 
and I mm. had to go back out and uh, get headhunted and promoted in the good old career game I knew so well before as well. Yeah. So how many years uh, did you work in this career path before you decided to start Career Club DK? Well, actually, um, I uh, went to another business hotel. I got headhunted to and I worked there for a while. And then I changed to uh, the traditional hotel industries. And mm -hmm. I loved working there as well as because uh, I was a manager and I loved to be a warm, soft manager, but also somebody who encouraged and, um, mm -hmm. and spread some enthusiasm. Uh, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. at that uh, hotel I got fired and back then it was a big um, big thing for me because it happened by um, a woman's hand <laughs> mm -hmm. in some kind of a woman work war where she she really didn't like me and I actually because I loved that job I couldn't find the same strains as I did before about finding investors and getting back and getting revenge yeah. and maybe that's also a part of the old younger me because mm. what happened there is I really really broke down and for several months I couldn't get back on the horse I couldn't find my power and I, I you know I couldn't search for jobs because no job was the same as the one I lost and I was really miserable and and that, that's when, when I actually decided to invest in a career coach myself. Uh, so I met this coach and we talked it through and I healed and I got the motivation and the passion back and I couldn't help but feeling that, you know, I need to do what she did. You know, I need to, I, I always been a mentor, always been a, a leader most of my career, but this really... Um, this is what it's about, women helping mm. women instead of women putting women down and get women fired, right? So yeah. so I really saw an eye-opener there and I immediately took my uh, coaching education to get started after after that. So interesting that you said you work with a coach to be able to get that strength back, right? What really moves you to find your passion again by working with this coach, you were able to channel that, you know, Excellent. that kind of um, motivation in a different path. That's interesting. But you haven't uh, answered uh, how to me, how many years did you work uh, in the hotel oh, um, management industry before you decided? Oh, a total It was, um, I think, 15 years, and I was a hiring manager for, for 12 years. So I've been hired for 12 years. I've seen CVs, cover letters, and I've promoted yeah. and I've fired people for, for 12 years. So, um, and, and really just to, to get back that this, this career session helped me yeah. understand that this, is, this was my real dream job because I actually always wanted to be an, an entrepreneur but my husband had his own company yeah. and in a, a marriage it's always best if one has a safe stable economy and the other one can you know live their adventurous entrepreneur life so uh, and luckily he got the, a job he was interested in and closed his company uh, I helped him get the job maybe because I really wanted to start this career coaching business <laughs> and you were using your skills too <laughs> To help people get get the yeah, job they want. It was my first client. <laughs> so yes, totally. Um, so so that's really what I wanted to do. But yeah, for for 15 years in total, um, I worked in that industry. Yeah. 
Uh, it's interesting how you also turned like an experience that seemed to be from what you say, like very daunting and, and painful. You turn it into something that also aligned with your values and what you want to do, mm. like in your job, right? I mean, with the work that you do. Thank you for sharing. You're that. so welcome. And I got really hurt maybe because I felt that as women, we should stand together. We shouldn't ruin each other's career or find enemies among each other uh, like if we're jealous of a girl see it as um as a positivity sign that see hey there's something i can learn here this uh, woman right. tricks something in me so i have to do some shadow work and figure out what is it i want to have that's like what she have or what is it that really tricks me that i don't like that i want to be not as as her so so that's uh, that's why I, I knew I wanted to uh, work with women. Um, but as mm. you said, I had a rough time. So I couldn't even start to think of how rough a time an international woman have here in Denmark if I as a Dane had uh, such a <laughs> bumpy road. And yeah. so, so actually when I, I knew I wanted to work with women, but when I saw a report from Expat Insider back in 2019, uh-huh. And I got a shock. It stated that Denmark was the second worst countries for expats, for international, to uh, settle in and to network in professionally and personally. And and I was surprised because, hey, we are the happiest country in the world. We can't go around and have the most unhappy internationals. It's really embarrassing for me as a Dane. So I thought we had to do something about it. Um, so, so that is m- mainly why I choose to work with internationals. And when you decide to work with uh, international professionals and, and especially women, was there something from your career path before starting Career Club DK that helped you maybe understand, you know, what they go through, or maybe that you talk to friends that you had that were not from here? How did you start your um, your way into learning more about what it is like for them to get a job here? Yeah, how do you start learning? Like, oh. This is what they go through. What can I do about it? Exactly. What a good question. Because that was actually my problem. I was now a certified career coach. I wanted to help (laughs) international women. But I'm not an international woman. And I I didn't know that much about what the struggles was. So it was hard to just get the clients first and also to understand and to help. So I actually knew I needed to do uh, something. So I that's why I started Career Club actually to start mm-hmm. with so I wanted to um, to understand them better and this is why I want and I made sure that this was a free community for everybody to join so um, mm-hmm. not only could I give them a bit of my knowledge but I could also um, create a unity and get to understand them better because although I, I am a very international Dane, some people actually <laughs> tell me that I'm one of the most international Danes they know. Like I'm always late, I'm chatty, I'm way too much <laughs> in your face, <laughs> and I'm a bit of a rule breaker <laughs> sometimes. So in that way, I'm very not Danish and very international. And I actually had a, a Venezuelan woman I worked work with before even starting this. She's from Venezuela, and she said... Um, Anisha, when I came to Denmark, I was so afraid that I would be too much. But then I met you. (laughs) (laughs) And I took that as a compliment. Thank you so much. I want to be too much. (laughs) If that's what we call it. Um, I call it then being an international Dane. That's quite interesting. And I love how you call international Dane or just an international here. When you you said you're international Dane because you're late. (laughs) 
because <laughs> I lived 10 years in the US before moving to Denmark and I will just be, you know, in my own, uh, what's the word? I always forget the name of this word. Um, I think it's called a polychronic time. It's more about, you know, being from, from Latin America, you value time, uh, about being with people, but it has nothing to do with whether or not you're late. You're just in the now. <laughs> That is true. Like I also, when I moved here, I had the same experience. Like I, I felt that I was too much, you know, too much of emotions, too much of maybe expectations, too much of, um, and it's just cultural differences, but it's, it's nice sometimes to find, you know, a Dane that can understand this different way of living or being or set of rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's what um, makes you unique. So you don't have to, you know, become <laughs> a Dane just because you live in Denmark. You can be a... Danish international like me. <laughs> uh, it's a good compliment too. And then I met you and everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I'm not too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I also <laughs> wanted to ask you, uh, because how long have you been working with international women uh, today, like in 2021? Well, how long has it been? Years or yeah, months? Yeah, it's been two years since I uh, mm -hmm. first uh, like really started to work with uh, international women as a career coach and, and briefly started up Career Club. Um, but I always worked in international companies. So I hired mm -hmm. also very much, uh, very many different internationals. Um, and I think that's interesting. Like I want to have if I can have on my team I would like one from every corner of the world I think it looks better <laughs> in photos for the company but I also think it just uh, create a better vibe uh, that we are so many people from different places in the world that come together to work yeah right with the same interest or same passion same and, mission yeah. that we are on same in the mission club. so <laughs> I would prefer uh, to hire international people together with the Danes and mix them good up because I think that we can learn from the people coming out there in the world <laughs> in Denmark and and you can learn a, a bit about how we yeah. do things in a Danish workplace so I, I would love a 50-50 uh, solution in all teams it's very important it's not about just bringing international talent but it's about also creating this environment where different cultures can you know collaborate cooperate and just yeah lift each other up work together it sounds like very ideal or very like dreamy but no it i love it I and love it can it. happen <laughs> and and it's actually i see more and more danish women uh, applying to get into career club now because i actually think that they, they are interested as well to get to know mm -hmm. other cultures and to have that You know, one thing is a group of Danish women. They can only tell you so and so much about the world, right? A group of international women have endless uh, possibilities and inspirations to talk about and help each other with. So it's about learning, you know, with and from each other in a career club. And we also do that with different kind of um, events and um, webinars and stuff like that. But it's really, I'm, I'm happy to see many more Danish women are, mm. are joining us now. So, yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot about uh, the culture and society here through my female Danish friends. So it's, yeah, it's always nice when they're open to, <laughs> exactly. um, to welcome other, uh, other women. And another question I have for you is uh, from the time they've been working with professional females with the work that you do, What are some of the similar struggles and also maybe wins that you've noticed? Yeah, 
it's really different. Sorry, I interrupt. It's really different, uh, different of what they are working with. Like I just had a, a girl who was um, a part of my uh, CV uh, training, Danish up your CV. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wrote to me just yesterday, actually, that uh, she just signed the contract um, after not having a work here in six years. So I think that's pretty amazing wow. that that some. And then I have others that um, that maybe already have a job and just want to have uh, another job, a better job, something that's aligned more with their passion or their education. So it's very different on how, what I help um, help them with my uh, mm-hmm. candidates. Um, but I also uh, I would say what what could be the things that is um, goes again and again is that they feel maybe that they can't get the job because they don't speak Danish and that Mm -hmm. is that's not true Uh, of course anything is easier in a country when you speak its language but but I would say that there are so many international businesses here and there are so many places where it's okay where it's mixed um, mixed department and and where you maybe work uh, on on your country like the Spanish-speaking part but in Denmark uh, of that company. So mm-hmm. I see that there are very, many, many opportunities, um, either if you speak Danish or not. So I think it's mm-hmm. more about understanding the process of the interviews and the hiring process and the culture and how to uh, match that in. Yeah. But obviously as women as well, uh, I do work with men sometimes, but mostly women. Um, and um, I see that when there are breaks for example because of they had a baby and they had to go to maternity or they were career changing or they followed um, the husband here who maybe had a job and they were um, you know looking so I, I know that many women struggles with holes in their CV and this is what mm-hmm. I help uh, them with filling out simply with um, writing what you have done that interests you or culture knowledge of the Danish market or networking or uh, projects or, you know, even the volunteer position is a possibility too, but definitely uh, filling out those whole with them, what they have done that can showcase. Uh, So that's what I really enjoy helping with. Yeah, that could be some of the problems that they are facing. But it's never to say, you know, what my first client I had, we were sitting there and doing the, the CV and the cover letter. And suddenly she um, she broke down and told me that she was in um, like in a domestic violent relationship and uh, she actually moved. And you know, it, it was um, I wasn't prepared at all because I'm a career coach. I'm not a life coach, a relationship coach or anything else. But but I definitely saw that um, this was what she needed to get out of that relationship. So we finished up um, and I said, pay me when you're back on your feet again. <laughs> but definitely um, we finished it up and um, got her cover letter and CV all shining and ready and uh, actually what I did was um, she moved to this kind of woman shelter so I also went home and I just you know cleaned the apartment for makeup and clothes and everything just to to get her going there and you know today she's a a dear friend of mine and um, I follow her career now in uh, in the UK that's going really well and so proud of her so it, it's really like all the women who come to me have a story 
some is not that dramatic as this one, but they all have a story and it's all dramatic for them somehow. And we need to, um, to figure out how we can find the perfect spot for them also here in the Danish job market. Yeah, and finding that spot, you know, or that other place where you keep developing and applying your skills and you get, yeah, like so much confidence, but also um, independence, right? It's finding a job. It's not just, oh, I want a job. It also influences every aspect of your life. Um, Like in this case, this person really needed a way to get back on her feet. Um, Maybe someone else is more about feeling like themselves again, or like they have some direction in their lives. Yeah. Recovering from a firing or just like keep, keep you um, strong and motivated despite the rejections we get when we are in a job hunting process. So that's mostly what I do. And I really love it. Jump out of the bed every morning. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Now, I really like to know more, or actually I asked you about this before we had this conversation. Like I was thinking we could, you know, help people who are listening by giving them actionable tips mm-hmm. if they're feeling today like oh I'm doing everything I can I'm you know, rewriting my CV you know I'm also putting all my energy into each cover letter but I still I'm not you know getting maybe even a call or can you share with us some things that sure. yeah that we can we could do we can do to find our the dream job yeah the place we belong because this is one third of our life when we work right we sleep eight hours we live our chosen lifestyle eight hours and then we work eight hours normally so it's a big part of our life like it's half of our woken time (laughs) so we really need to make sure that uh, we are happy where we are so I took some tips uh, with me today like uh, three tips to do before and after um, you send your CV and then, but I also just want to say that, you know, when you are an international looking for a job in Denmark, there are advantages, especially maybe as a woman, because you came, as I said, from out there in the world, you came from the big world, you not just grew up here and only know Denmark, you know, a lot of things about what's happening out there. Yeah. Um, besides that, um, women, naturally, we tend to be a bit humble in an application process and that's actually really good in Denmark because we do uh, like a humble culture where maybe I see some of the international men's are more doing like the self-promotion and selling themselves maybe too hard for the Danish culture I actually see the women doing it really good and they actually need to as the Danish women need to step a bit more up and like owning it and say, I am the best, yeah? Applying for those jobs, even though you uh, there's two of their uh, requirements that you don't fill out, forget, forget about them and just, uh, you know, make them understand why you can do the job of the other uh, requirements that you can't fill out, yeah? So so that's what I wanted to say, that it, it actually give uh, something also your way of communicating as uh, internationals. Um, you know, you're more uh, curious and feeling the vibe before you start selling yourself. And I think that is really, uh, really, really good. That's an advantage. Um, also, what we need to remember if you speak Danish or not, the part of the communi- uh, communication that is verbal is only 7%. Like 93% of all communication is nonverbal. 
it's your body language, it's your face expression, it's what however you communicate. So so not speaking Danish is not the worst thing in the world when applying for jobs. <laughs> That's just what I wanted to um to uh, sneak in there. But but yes. Yes, thank you for for reminding us of that. Good. <laughs> so I wanted to give you uh three tips before you send the CV is uh doing the research, going on LinkedIn, going on the web page and really um understand the job application that you see. That's a part of the research. Figuring out if uh, they have a good or bad rumor on the internet. Don't do it too much, but give a good five to ten minutes research per job because it's important that mm-hmm. you know what they do and how you fit in, and you will get all these ideas on how you match them when you do that research. Another part of the research, and my second point before sending uh, your CV and your cover letter is to call them. It's very normal in Denmark to do, and you often see telephone numbers in the job ads. Uh, If you don't see telephone numbers, what you could do is simply just write to the emails if they have a few minutes for a talk, or call the main number. Because the thing is in Denmark, and they actually made a study of it, that 90%, like 90% of hiring managers enjoys when people call them with relevant uh, intelligent questions just a few that makes it clear before they apply and it shows that you are interested in in the job and you get a um, point of uh, contact like a touch point to the hiring Mm -hmm. manager so they would remember you better yeah would you give like an example of a question that you could ask yeah i don't know if you are I don't know. You can give me an example. I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, I, I'm wondering if someone is listening. They might be asking, like, okay, what could be an intelligent question? Yeah. But also depends on the job, of course, the on the, on the job position. To, to, there's always something that they forgot in the job ad to write that makes sense. They could, for example, write, um, "Well, you will be a part of a small team. Uh, we will do blah blah blah." But they don't tell you, like, what is a small team? Because for some people, a small team is 50. And for other people, a small team is two persons. So it's nice to know how many uh, will you be working with. Um, So find uh, some question that is not there in the job ad. But there are, of course, also good questions uh, you can almost ask in all job positions. But I would advise you to start with something that is directly uh, from the job ad that's not clear there. But one question could be, is this a new position or am I taking over for someone? It's always nice mm. to know. Yeah. Uh, right. Are there tasks that are already set there for okay. you to do once you enter or when you start? Sorry. Or if this is a new position where you will be creating maybe every step. Exactly. Are you starting roles, from right? scratch and or do you have to, to follow? But also... um. What kind of um, people would you be working with? Despite the one that is, uh, or aside from the ones that is in the job ad. And that's interesting to know because there are always other people to relate to. And it's important to put that in your cover letter because in Denmark, much of our work is uh, tailored to working together somehow. It's all collaboration (laughs) in the Danish job market. So you need to... Um, you know, enjoy that and maybe highlight how you do that. For example, is it stakeholders? Is it the uh, other managers? Are you training people or, or something like that? But um, like I said, 90% of hiring managers in Denmark likes when we call and try to get how many who actually does it. Do you know that, Rita? No? No. 
one percent? Oh no, that's too <laughs> little. No, that's too low. Yeah, that's too low. But only seven percent calls, like normally, uh, in the job. So if ninety percent of hiring managers likes it, and only seven percent calls, this is just what you need to do: call them and um, and get that job and get remembered. At least get the interview. Right. Right. Yes. And I remember as a hiring manager, we have a pile of CVs. Uh, the biggest one I had was 600 once when I was hiring. And we desperate. How do you go through those? Exactly. We desperate <laughs> to to sort them, and and you know, we I may read all of them through through for like these five seven seconds first sorting, but that's just mm-hmm. to figuring out okay, which uh, one did I want? Do they have those skills I require? But it's a quick view of the first round. And then the second round, we look a bit deeper. But um, yeah, 600 CVs. And of course, I remember the 10 people that called me because um, it's only 10 out of the 600. So yeah. So, so that's something you should do. And when you have the info from the research and from the call um, and you mm-hmm. had it from the job ad, you simply go and tailor it. Uh, if you have a standard cover letter, uh, I help my client get like a standard one they can always change in. Um, but you can also just make a cover letter from it. But tailor your cover letter and your CV if it's a job you really want. Uh, that's what to do before you send it. So then now it's out and you, uh, what to do after? Uh, What I would say is that you should reach out to your network. So figuring out who do you know who knows the hiring Mm -hmm. manager or who do you know who is in, who's working in the company, have been working in the company, or maybe just had the same position uh, in another industry or in another company. So let's understand who do we know there and how can we prepare Maybe also if it's somebody they know good, let's say that if I coach somebody and they uh, Mm -hmm. search for a job and I went and looked to see this person that she called, the hiring manager, if I know that person, obviously I would write to him or her and say, hey, I just uh, had an amazing talent on my hand. She actually just applied, uh, applied for your position. You should look into her. It's just my advice. Or if it's something I know, I would simply also Mm -hmm. say, hey, I don't know how well you know this and this hiring manager, but you should definitely tell him or her to check this person out. You can do that through LinkedIn, right? To check the connections. And probably that's the easiest way here in Denmark to do that. Is there any other way that you know of that, you know, someone can go and check who's connected to who besides going to the website probably of the company? Yeah, the website LinkedIn is very smart because you can um, search for both the company and see who is working there. Or you can just look up that person that is in the job ad and simply see who do you know who knows that person so um mm-hmm. and that way it's um, it's smart and this is also why it's a good idea to network in Denmark because then you always know somebody who knows that person <laughs> keep growing that network <laughs> um, but yeah other places it's simply in your private network think about do you know anybody in your family in your friends uh, group or in your anybody who who has who, who knows someone for example in that company or in just the industry to know a little bit and um, but the other thing that we should do is of course go follow the company on linkedin we should or, or if you use other social media do it there so it's simply just letting them know we're still interesting and you're keeping up to date you may be commenting or liking when they're posting something 
because it shows that you you're already there in the company you are right. already working there you're showing up you're <laughs> exactly with your name liking and commenting yeah. and... and if you figure out that you know that was a good uh, talk i had there uh, before uh, i sent the the cv and the cover letter you could add them you know it is a social media and people should be social on social media and if that person thinks it's too much or will wait then it's up to him to approve your connection when he feels or she feels it's the time yeah. so i would do it if it was a good talk and maybe even reach out and say well i really got a good impression of your company and i actually know a lot of people in this and this uh, industry so let me know if you uh, are applying for other roles in that and that area or just praise them and say this was one of the best uh, pre uh, interviews i had here and then like thank you something to reach out to them that's always a good idea but the third one is to follow up So when we know that the hiring process is uh, finished and you can um, mm-hmm. of course call them and hear how far are you in this but when we um, when we have a circuit date or at least I would do it um, two three weeks after I sent my application call them because I see a lot of people complaining and I understand it it's it's um, it's not cool but the companies don't always return they don't always um, answer your application And they should, because you put, you know, a lot of work and emotion into it. But it's actually just as much your responsibility to call them and say, hey, what's going on? When uh, when will you know more? You can even say, I actually already have another job on my hand, but I feel that you are the perfect match for me. So when can I tell the other ones my answer? You know, push it a little bit. Why not? So I would say it's also our responsibility. Follow up and um, and get your answer. And don't just wait around and be polite because it shows that you're really interesting. It, 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 you also have other things to do. You have other jobs to seek if this doesn't uh, turn out. And if we get that rejection, what you could actually do as well is uh, follow up with that one and be a bit egoistic. Forget you are proud and just be, hey, I actually sweat and I had tears and I worked hard to put this job application out. I want at least some learnings from it. I want to know why is it not me? Mm-hmm. So if they didn't write the reason of why you got rejected or if they don't say it, if they call, then simply ask them, follow up and say, I am so sad to hear that you don't agree that I'm the perfect match for you, but I really want to learn from it. Can you please help me with letting me know what is it that I could do um, the, for, for me to get hired in six months? What can I upgrade? What is it I need for, for you to feel I'm perfect for the role? And that's okay. And I, I totally understand what we want to do at this point when we get rejected is we want to, you know, delete that stupid email and we want to unfollow <laughs> them on social media and never, you know, spit every time we hear the company's uh, name because <laughs> they rejected right. us. But we should actually see this as an opportunity to uh, reopen the door and say, hey, let me learn. And, and how do we go from here? And I had a session with a, a candidate where she got rejected. And it was, I felt I got rejected too, because I made the, the cover letter with her. So we got rejected. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said to her, you know, call that girl up, call the woman up and say, why? This is my dream job. And she did that, actually. She called her up and um, said, how, how can it be? I really wanted this. I just want to know exactly what can I improve 
for you to hire me next time. And the woman actually said, wow, what an enthusiasm. Thank you for calling about this. Right. And she didn't give her any specific reason because there was a lot of uh, applicants uh, for this job. But she said, you know what, in six months, um, try to uh, apply. We will put a, a job ad up again. And instead of applying officially, write an email to me directly. So that's an opening. Mm. Yeah. And it was right. like six months. So, so I told uh, my candidate, I said, that's nice, but you should uh, just confirm on email. So in, you, now you have the contact. So write her and said, thank you so much. Uh, of course, I will be looking for the next job, job opening and I will be um, writing you directly. I really appreciate this. But end mm-hmm. with saying, um, if something goes wrong or it turns out that, uh, that this uh, person you chose turns out not to be the right one, I'm ready. Just contact me. So she wrote that. And actually a few days after, um, the woman called her and asked her for an interview. Yeah. So we went from, and I can just add as a little, she got the job (laughs) after the interview. So basically she went from getting rejected to getting an interview to getting the job. So that's another way to go. And it is a possibility. So always follow up and learn from it. Be egoistic about that. Yeah, especially when it's a job that you've applied that you you really wanted. Just don't leave it at the rejection. Yeah. There's uh, there's more that you can do with that. That's not like the end, right? That's not the last answer to, <laughs> to the application. And you can learn from every job, even the ones you didn't really want, because it, it reopens the conversation. Like she called and this woman said, well, contact me in six months. And then she pushed it <laughs> further, but still. So I would definitely see follow up and and um, and learn from it. That's that's what you owe yourself for putting all this sweat and tears into the application. Thank you so much, Nietzsche, for sharing all of that. Before we say goodbye, is there anything that you would like to add? Uh, what I wanted to add for um, for the job searching is just really uh, do it and, and jump out into it. You learn from mistake and there's jobs enough out there. And even if you get rejected from one company or you totally fuck up the interview in in uh, in another company it doesn't matter you can apply again because there would be new hiring managers and nobody can remember the old candidates we had so just jump out and do it there's nothing to be uh, afraid of you can only learn from it and what i normally say in in my coaching is that you have to do it yourself but you don't have to be alone so reach out to a network or a professional or anybody who can help you yeah People are always surprised to how many people who uh, are willing to help when they ask. So you have to do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. And it's great when there are communities like the one that you have to be able to find that support. So totally. awesome. So now tell me what's going, what's happening next week. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very excited finally. to hear about this because so many events happening. It tell is. Me. Well, I'm finally launching uh, my new website and my online products. And that is actually because I have done one-to-one coaching for so long now. And I mm-hmm. understand that um, my candidates my clients are not millionaires Mm -hmm. they are looking for jobs of course so I wanted (laughs) actually to make some services that made it um, open for all for all kind of budgets for all kind of times some people are in jobs Mm -hmm. that they hate but it takes all the energy so I wanted to make some courses for people to simply self-study some master classes Mm -hmm. how to rebuild your CV how to apply for the jobs but I also wanted to do more community related uh, services so I actually do 
uh, challenge, a uh, job hunting, happy job hunting challenge. Um, but this is uh, all new products and I'm launching them. Uh, and I do that next week from uh, Monday to Sunday, actually, in a full week uh, of events. And I have headhunter interviews. I have the Danish Up Your CV masterclass. And I have wow. a hell of a party and <laughs> on the Friday and the Sunday where it's the online party for all the ones who can't attend. So I really hope that um, also your listeners will um, join. Mm-hmm. That would be a CV a photo photographer, a professional one, mm-hmm. or if you just need a new one to your LinkedIn. And that would be uh, music, bubbles, and, um, and just a network bingo. I also made a little game. So we will have oh, fun. And, <laughs> and where can people here in Copenhagen Uh, find information to go and have fun and network and get this new picture taken and also for the online events for people outside of Copenhagen you can find all the event if you uh, sign up at www.careercatwalk.dk so there you will be invited to all of it on email so I also have a Facebook group uh, where I share most of the events uh, but Mm -hmm. also a quick quick career tips now and then and free uh, Q&A's when some one is struggling with something it's always nice yeah. to be able to ask a career coach and that's called a uh, career advice denmark so that's a little subgroup under it but yeah totally um it will be such a blast and i uh, i can't wait to see everybody there for a real career upgrade party <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'll add that information all these links that you mentioned on the instagram post of the episode but thank you so much i'm excited i'm gonna be there next week Yay. and thank you so much for being here Uh, It was really nice to talk to you, get to know you a little bit more and also learn where this idea of helping, you know, internationals um, came about. So thank you. You're so welcome, Rita. And again, thank you for all the important work you do in uniting and inspiring internationals here in Denmark. I think it's really honorable. So congrats and thank you back. (laughs) 